0: I'm deeply grateful to Rabbi Daniel Aguilar for having invited me to come to speak to you on this very, very important topic, We're Stronger Together. Daniel Aguilar has put together a fabulous, fabulous organization. It's called Stories to Inspire. And it is so multifaceted. It has an inventory of 5,000 stories, if you could believe it. And it's available to everyone free. I know that Rebaim and Moros' parents, they call in and they watch on the website every single day. And I want to go through with you, before I tell these three stories, I would like to share with you how you can have access to either the website, WhatsApp, the podcast, or the phone line. Again, everything is free, and there's an index when you go on to the website, and same thing on the phone line. That you can choose either what speaker you want to hear stories from, or what topics you would like to listen to, or even if you want to hear children's stories. It's all available. And there's something that you can do. It's incredible. You can subscribe so that you will get automatically, you will get either in your email or however you do it, you'll get two stories a day. That's incredible. So let me just tell you first about the phone line. The phone line, I'm going to repeat it twice, is 718 400 7145. 718 400 7145. Now, Daniel told me, it's hard to believe, they get 3,000 calls a day, 3,000 calls a day all across America. And they have a line for Eric Yisrael and for England. But you want to have a great story on a great topic? that's the place to call. Now, you can get it on your WhatsApp, and the WhatsApp number, I'll repeat it twice, 310-210-1205. 310-210-1205. Dial that WhatsApp, and you'll get stories that way. The website is called storiestoinspire.org. Storiestoinspire.org. Again, there are 5,000 stories available. And Daniel and his group are putting on new stories every day. We're going through very, very rough times now with the Israeli war against the Rishoyim. And it is just so awful. But we've noticed, of course, we've all noticed, a tremendous achdus in Klal Yisrael. People of all walks of life are getting together, giving chizuk to each other. And I would like to share with you Three stories. Each one of these stories shows the love that one person has for another Yid and how when we are together, we can be so much stronger and develop into the yidden that we're really supposed to be. So the first story that I would like to share with you was a story about a Godel who lived almost in a previous generation. Although I did have the Schuss to see him once or twice, his name was Rabbi Yisrael Zev Gustman. He was a brilliant Talmud Chacham, and when he was in Vilna, Rabbi Chaim Eze appointed him as a Dayan, as a rabbinical judge in his early 20s. Rabbi Chaim once stood up, Rabbi Chaim Eze once stood up, Rabbi Chaim Eze, once stood, up, Rab Chaim Eze once stood up for him. When he walked in, there was a whole group of Talmud Chachamim there, and when Rabbi Chaim Moses stood up for Rav Guzman. Rav Guzman said afterwards he never needed any cover the rest of his life. That was the greatest cover anybody could ever get. That the Godel Hador in Vilna should stand up for him. But Nebuch, 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 Rav Guzman suffered in Vilna. Terrible, terrible times. He was beaten. They thought he was dead but he wasn't. And he survived. He survived the Holocaust with his wife and his daughter. And This story takes place after Rav Gusman came to America and he established the Yeshiva Netzach Yisrael. And then also he eventually moved to Rechavia and Eretz Yisrael and he established the Yeshiva Netzach Yisrael there as well. Now, what happened was every day he would give shiurim, but on Thursdays he would give shiurim and that was open to the public. And all types of people came. It was such an eclectic group of people, mathematicians, scientists, judges, professors. And one of the people who came was a very famous person, Professor Yisrael Robert Allman. He was a Nobel Prize winner in economics in 2005. And he would also come to this year. And of course, he was very, very fond of Rav Guzman, as Rav Guzman was of him as well. Now, tragically, in June 1982, Eretz Yisrael was involved in a war with Lebanon. And Professor Alman had a young son who was a Maggid in a Masifta in Yerushalayim. He had a little child, and his wife was expecting a second child. And during that war, he was called up to come and to serve in the army. And never Nebuch, nevach. he lost his wife. And he wasn't even around to see the birth of his son. That was born sometime afterwards of course it was very very sad and rav Gustman had his whole yeshiva go to the leviah of rav alman's son of professor alman's son the son's name was shlomo everybody was crying at the leviah and he was buried in a cemetery where israeli soldiers are buried and after the leviah Rav Kusman walked to where other soldiers were buried, and he just looked down and he cried, and he said, every one of them is holy. Every single one of them is special. Every one of them served Claudius Yisrael. And then everybody went back with, Doc, with Professor Alman. Professor Alman went to his home to begin sitting Shiva, and he was surprised when a short time after he was home, that Rav Kustman was here in his house, and he said to his rebbe, Rebbe, now's the time for you to go back to the yeshiva to say your shiurim. And Rav Kustman said, No, I wanted to come here. I wanted to sit next to you. And he told him the most sad thing. You see, when Rav Kusmin was in Vilna, and the Nazis came in to Lithuania, they saw Rav Kustman was holding a child, a little boy, mayor. They grabbed him out of. Rav Guzman's hands, and they shot him, and they killed him in front of Rav Guzman's eyes. And Rav Guzman told this to Professor Alman. He said, we were so hungry, and we were so starving, that I had to take my son's shoes, mill bear. I had to take my son's shoes, and I had to barter them for food. But to tell you the truth, I could never eat that food. I could never eat that food because I knew I bartered my child's shoes for them. He probably gave the food to his wife and to his daughter. And he said, you know, I never had the opportunity to sit Shiva, for mayor. And so I would like to sit Shiva, in a sense, sitting next to you. But I want to tell you, he said to Professor Alman, I want to tell you what's going on in Shemayin. You see, my son, Mayor, is a Kaddish, because after all, He died only because he was a Yid. He's a Kadesh like the six million who died because they were Yidden. He said, But your son died defending Jewish people. And in that sense, he's a Shliach Tzibor. So he is even Anahayim madriga. And that's why I came to sit together with you. Because your son was so special. Because he represented and defended people in Kla Yisrael. My son. Never was able to do that. But your son did. And that makes him so special. Rabbi Shal, the Professor Alman, looked up at Rav Guzman with tears in his eyes. And he said, Rabbi, I never thought that I could be comforted from the loss of my child. But you comforted me. What an incredible act of Rav Guzman to go to be Menachemovil and to say those words. So chashev, So incredible. To make a father feel that his son was so special because he was a shliach tzibah for Klau Yisrael by defending Klau Yisrael in that terrible war. I want to share with you another story, a story that happened just a few weeks ago. I got a call from a dear friend of mine, David Schild. David Schild is a retired businessman. He lives in Teaneck, and he spends a good time of the day learning. His business, he gave over to his children, and he calls me one night, and he says, you know, I'd like a bracha from you. I'm in the airport. I said, "What do you mean you're in the airport? Where are you going?" He said, "I'm going to Eretz Yisrael." I said, "Why are you going to Eretz Yisrael?" He said, "You know, in this war, I feel I have to be there." I said, "What are you going to do there?" He said, "I'm going to help. I'm going to help anybody that I could help. If I could go to hot solar office, I'll be there. If I have to drive a car for them, I'll do it. If I have to go into a bakery or a grocery where some of the workers are missing because they were called up, I'll help. I'll do anything." for anybody that I could help in Eretz Yisrael. Of course, I gave him a great bracha. I told him, you're a tzaddik for going in such a difficult time. He said, but I want to tell you what happened on the security line. It's a long line here at airport at El Al. And there was a guy standing in front of me wearing a kippah, wearing a yarmulke, flannel shirt, Orthodox fellow. And we got into a conversation. I said to him, where are you going? He said to me, I'm going to Switzerland on business. Now, I think this was on a Monday night or a Tuesday night. And he said, but I'm going to be back here in America before Shabbos. And then he asked my friend David, he said, where are you going? He said, I'm on my way to Eretz Yisrael. He said, Eretz Yisrael, are you one of the reservists? Were you called up to serve? He said, no, I'm too old for that. But I'm going just to help. He said, what do you mean you're going to help? And he said, whether it's at Zola or in a store, in any which way that anybody needs help in Eretz Yisrael, during this time of war, I want to be there. The fellow never saw David before. He took out $400 bills and he gave it to David and he said, I want you to have this. And David said to him, look, I could afford this trip. He said, no, no, no. I want to have a chalik in your mission. What a beautiful thing. Two guys who never saw each other. But one guy realized that this fellow is doing something for the people of Eretz And he also wants to have a chalik. How beautiful is that? That's what it means we're stronger together when we care for each other in such a way that is so meaningful and so beautiful. And so I want to share with you one more story that happened, Simchas Torah at night in the Waterbury Yeshiva in Waterbury, Connecticut. You see, 25 years ago in Eretz Yisrael, there was this fellow, Levi Yitzchok who was born. He was part of trip, part of Triplets. And when he was 19 years old, he decided that he wanted to come to learn in a yeshiva in America. His Rebbeim figured out, and they did some research, and they found out that the Waterbury yeshiva, a would, Tereshmuel, would be perfect for him. And he was there for almost a year when he got called by his mother. And his mother said, you know, you've been drafted in the army, you have to come back to Israel. And he came back, and he was there for two years, and eight months he served as a sergeant in the army. He served very loyally, and he reached a high madriga in the army. And then he came back to Waterbury to continue learning. And people said to him, you're 24 years old already. Don't you want to go look out to get married? He said, now I'm working on my relationship with Hashem. I want to feel close to Hashem, and then I'm going to start going out. Now, what happened was, this Pair Simcha Serah, don't forget, he keeps only one day because he's an Israeli. So on Shabbos, which was Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah for him, although he couldn't use any technology, it was still Tov for him, but everybody in every shul in the United States, somehow we all got news that something terrible was going on in Eretz Yisrael. And as Tov ended for him, he went over to the Pesach in Waterbury, Rabbi Sosha. And he said, should I call in Eretz Yisrael to see if they need me? And Rabbi Sosha told him that he should. And he made a call to his superior, and the fellow told him, you've got to come back right away, it's very bad. And he told him everything that had been going on, that they all knew already in Eretz Yisrael what was going on down south. And so when he came back into the Base Medrash, his face was white, it was pale, and he had tears in his eyes because he had heard what's going on. And they were just finishing the, one of the Hakafas, because, of course, for everybody, in Chutz it was Simchas Torah, but for him it wasn't Yontif. And when he came in, the Koffers were finishing, one of them, and they all stood around him. And he started telling everybody that he's going back on Monday and that things are terrible. And, of course, people had tears in their eyes. They were so frightened and so worried for him. And listen what they did. To me, it's so magnificent. They took a Sefer Torah and they gave it to him. And they danced around him slowly and they sang Achinu Kol Beis Yisrael. We all know that song. It's a beautiful, haunting, slow song. Everybody was crying. Everybody was looking at this young fellow, Levi Yitzhak, wondering if they'll ever see him again. Of course, they walked around him singing Achinu Kol Beis Yisrael. What a beautiful, beautiful thing to do. And then my grandson Moshe Dov Heber, who was there, told me they didn't want to end that night with a very sad way of singing, that Achenu, And so they sang, Uto Eitzhah Vesufa Davru Velayokum Ki Imanu koz Hashem, is with us. And everybody hugged and kissed him. And I spoke to his mother. His mother lives in Eretz Yisrael, as I said. She has all her children in Eretz Yisrael, except this one who is, was now in America, but went back. And she said, Please, tell everybody to Daven for Levi Yitzchak, Ben Dina Miriam. I must tell you, I was at a wedding the other night. I never saw anything like this. I was so moved. Now, of course, this couldn't have happened any other time. But even now, it's such a magnificent thing to do at a wedding. Before the chassan marched down, the family had given out little pamphlets with Tehillim. Everybody stood up and everybody said, For I was looking around. Not one person was looking at their cell phone. Everybody was so attuned to saying Tillim at this precious moment before the Chubba. And after they said Four Kapit Lach tilim, they sang, everybody sang Acheno Kolbei Yisrael. Rabbi Isaiah, as we said, we're stronger together. What hurts me so much is why did it have to take a war like this to bring us together? I think from this program and from everything that we're watching in Eretz Yisrael and we're listening to, We have become so tight and so close and so concerned for each other. We must figure out a way that this should continue. That's what the Medrash Tanchuma tells us at the end of Tevarim. That Kla Yisrael will not be redeemed until we are as one. I don't ever remember that Kla Yisrael was as one like it is now let's hope that this is indeed the time for mashiach let's strengthen our unity let's strengthen our achdos and hopefully see mashiach in our time